Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. All right. Well, this is uh, Eric. We're going to be discussing Kaepernick and politics today. I'm waiting for some folks to join. So just stand by, and I'll be starting here soon. Hey, you're on the you're on the call, so you're being recorded right now. So you know, uh, I just added Chris to the conversation. I'm gonna add one more gentleman. All right, all right. I've got Don right there. You here? Sound off for me? Yes, sir. 
Hey, got Chris here. Hello, hello. Hey, hello, hello. Eric, and uh, we're going to discuss uh, Kaepernick and politics. It seems to be a hot oh. issue right now, uh, especially on social media. Uh, we, we can't seem to stop talking about it. What, what, what do you think, Dalry? Um, I think Right away, huh? My bad. Sorry. I said I just dumped it all. Hey, jumping on me. There you go. Rubbing it in. Um, I think the whole root of this this issue is people don't understand the true nature of protests in America. I think people are comfortable with the way things are. And when I say people, I say majority of Americans, white Americans. And I'll be more specific in that in that instance, but I think white America is comfortable with the status quo, and if that means blacks have to die in the streets, blacks get unequal housing, they don't get the same rights as they as uh, whites do. They're okay with it. So when you protest and you speak out, you the nature of a protest is to do something to gain attention to your cause. And Kaepernick taking a knee or sitting down for the national anthem is a peaceful protest. He's not going out, smashing windows. He's not rioting. He's not going shooting police officers. Because some people would say the shootings in Dallas, that was a form of protest. I disagree. That's more, um, more of a crime and cold-blooded murder. But when you're frustrated, some people have a hard time dealing with the ways to go about the protest. Kaepernick, a multimillionaire, a man who was at the pinnacle of his career probably three, three, four years ago. Now he's kind of like on the downside. Protest. To the national anthem and white America in general, because I really haven't heard too many blacks say anything negative about this protest, but white America is so fixated on taking a knee because they feel it's disrespectful. But at the same time they feel it's disrespectful, they like the conversation stops at the disrespect. They're like, you will not go any further in this conversation because we're so disrespected by the method of this protest. And that's the that's issue I have. Okay, you don't like it. Now let's get to the issue. Let's try to resolve the reason for the protest. Nobody wants to talk about that. Yeah. Um, and that's what's upsetting because America is founded solely on the fact of protest. This is a protesting country. And it's easy to forget, you know, when you eat your hot dogs and um, barbecuing and shooting off fireworks at Independence Day was nothing more than a protest that we won. We actually, as a country, went to fight people died over yeah. protesting freedom. Protest in our country, I guess, which was you know, Britain at the time. Yeah. And things were right. You know? They didn't see, they didn't see no, no, uh, no taxation without representation. They, no, the 
way right. they thought they were getting, you know, things weren't right to them. It wasn't fair. There were some things that needed to be addressed. And they took it to a whole nother, like you said, a violent extreme. People died to, to separate this, separate those two uh, countries. Um, but, uh, you know, this guy's not doing the same thing. And, and, you know, I think what makes, to me, what I, I get I get it why people are upset, man. I get it, you, you know, because uh, people see the flag and it represents uh, a lot of dead people they know that's died for their, their country and, uh, and all this stuff. I, I get that. But I also get, um, you know, that this guy's got a right because of how great that this country is to to sit there peacefully. He's not tap dancing. He's not doing a running man on the sidelines or picking his ass or anything like that. He's just taking the knee, and he said, "Hey, I want to to bring light light to something that's not right. That's something that needs to be addressed. The same thing that the founding fathers did, and in a different a different respect, a different way. And right. for people to ignore, for me, for people to ignore the fact that the country is built in racism, not only built in protest, it was built in racism. And, uh, that's just history." I mean that that that's a part of we don't. I guess I, what I think social media has done is it's brought these issues to everybody's attention, and they forgot about. They forgot. You know, they didn't realize these things were going on, and you know now nowadays you know people can clearly see uh, what's going on uh, in, in the injustices and unfairness and in. Is there reverse discrimination? Yeah, there's reverse discrimination. I think that's something that uh, people got to be aware of too, so we don't. Because reverse discrimination is just going to increase regular discrimination. I think it has to a certain extent, but a just cause. I think people got to be able to understand a, a just a, a, a just cause or um, damn, everything is not peaches and cream. And we have a right to to say, hey, I don't think everything's hunky dory right now. So I think I, I've kind of gone off into a little tangent. Chris, what do you, what do you think of all this, man? Um, well, I, I think with a lot of people who who actually get what he's doing, uh, are kind of on the same lines. Maybe it'd be a different way to protest, but I don't have a problem about why he's protesting. Now, if he, if he wants to sit for the national anthem, uh, like you said before, he wasn't being disrespectful, not like he walked out of the stadium, or uh, like you said, just wasn't paying attention, or whatever it was, he still was paying respect, he's not talking, he's not doing any of the other stuff. Like, he, like everybody was saying, he's bringing attention to a problem that this country has. And I, I think that it's so deep rooted in, in our society that uh, yeah, we've come a long way from obviously slaves and Jim Crow and all that stuff, but it's so rooted in our society for black people just to, to, to why are you rocking the boat? Like we, we rock the boat. We always have a, you know, we're always the one who's, who's supposed to be military. We're always the one who, who aren't, why do you know, why do you, why do you have to, uh, not like the way things are. Cause I guarantee you, if it was, if this protest would have started with, with a with a white NFL player, would have would have been outraged at first, of course. 
but you wouldn't have gotten me personally. I don't think you would have got nearly as much flack yeah. as coming from a black person, and that's sad. And it, it, it's sad because it's true. You know, it's it's. So I mean, like I said, I know we've come so far. We've come a long way, long, long way since all that stuff. But until until we 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 stop telling ourselves that fooling ourselves that uh, nothing's wrong, something's always going to be wrong. And that's just the nature of problems. We ignore the problem, it's still going to be a problem, no matter if you like it or not. And he was just expressing himself on to bring attention to a problem. And they just didn't like the way it happened. It, it, it's crazy because um, as he was playing on that Monday night game and he took his knee with his teammate, while people were so, like, he's disrespecting the flag so much, there were people in the stands while the national anthem was playing, yelling at him, telling him to stand up. Where's the respect there? Where's your respect? Where's the national anthem going off? Yeah. If you, he, he, there, you know, I'm looking at a picture of him. He's like he's, looking, he's kneeling down praying. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's not disrespecting he's the flag. He's just he's bringing attention to a problem. It, it, and, it, and it's crazy because um, a lot of people don't know how uh, the national anthem even started being played at sporting events. Like that wasn't something that's always happened. It was during during war, where everybody was was depressed, and you know people were trying to get uh, their minds off of things. So I forget which team it was. It was one of the old-time baseball teams that, that first started it. Um, and attendance, like, quadrupled the next game, you know, bringing that, that love for America out. So other, other teams got wind of it, and they started doing it, and now it's just uh, a sports tradition. That, that's what happens. It's, it's not because it's mandatory. And even when even when it's announced that they're going to to play the national anthem, they don't say get up and do and, and pay, pay your respects. They say please rise for the national anthem. They don't say get up because you're going to do this regardless. So, like for me being a, a, a veteran and the flag means so many different things to so many different people that for me, that wouldn't be my protest, but I can't put my, my biases or my opinions on someone else's opinion because that's what they are, opinions. So I, I, I can't tell you your, your opinion is wrong. I might say it could be, it could be shaped a little bit better, but who, who can tell me or tell anybody that their opinion is wrong? You know what I mean? It's an opinion. Now, if you try to say something's a fact that's not right, then they're wrong. But opinions can't be wrong. And that's my a little two cents on that. Yeah, I find it interesting that respect is kind of a um, two-way street that most people just want to go one way with. Yes. It's like you said it's about like- your national anthem. Oh. It's, well, I mean, just to, just came up to my mind again. 
a lot, not everybody, but a lot of the same people that are criticizing and blasting them on social media and calling them all kind of names are the same people that were held in high water about the Second Amendment, that they're going to, this is my right to carry a gun. You're not going to tell me I can't do this, blah, blah, blah. And guess what he's doing? He's doing one of his amendment rights. And those are some of the same people that are that are calling him names and, and, and condemning this man for exercising one of the most American things you can do, exercising yeah, uh, his rights. Freedom of speech. That's not, I mean, he's not saying anything, but he is saying something. So, so it's right. so, so that's where the, the hypocrites come out and and these these people, these holier-than-thou folks who who are just who you know, like I said, they they don't want to buck the system because it works so well for them. But it, you know, it, it it doesn't work that way for everybody. So, right. and and the more attention that gets brought to this, to me, I think the better. But like I said, there's always different ways to protest. There are different ways to do things. This is just his way to do it, and it's got us talking. Like what we're doing now. Yeah, there might be a bunch of people on social media calling him names and doing all this stuff, but it's it's in everybody's mind right now. It's 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 the center of attention, and that's what he wanted. Now, where the problem lies is no one's talking about why he's doing it. Everybody's just complaining right. about that what he's doing, and and that's and that's what I was saying with the, the whole status quo. When people people aren't looking at it that way because most of the time they've never experienced any of it. So so they're like, what are you talking about? But mm-hmm. uh, most of the time it's white America. They've never experienced anything like that. So they're going to be the first ones to go, uh, well, I've never seen it, so it must not happen. Or I've never been a part of it, so it must not, that must not be how it goes. Or, or privileged people. You don't even have to be white. Just you know, that's just a blanket statement. But people in privilege, they don't see it. It doesn't affect their lives. So to their mind, it doesn't happen. So when someone starts rocking the boat and drawing attention to it, the first thing they want to do is, is be defensive. You want to get on that defensive because you got to. Yeah. You have to defend this great land that's helped you. You know, be who you are, or, or. Uh, you know, you think that flag owes you everything that you have, and people are just they're just going wrong about it. Yeah, they have the right to complain about him complaining about something else, but like I said, it's a peaceful protest. If he if he would have been out there disrupting games and doing all kind of stuff, then I'd be like, all right, he's doing it the wrong way. He's, he's not he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing. I mean, but he's not. it's I mean, a peaceful really... peaceful protest. Maybe, maybe, maybe you know, maybe from from what I gather, and I haven't listened to a whole lot of what he said. I understand why he's doing it, but he, if, if you don't think it's justice and liberty for all, I mean, he, so he's taking a knee. Like I don't think that's happening right now. I'm gonna take a knee until that happens, or until I feel like we can mm-hmm. we can move towards that way. If, so uh, he's saying there's a resolution there, you know, that we can we can move to. And the thing that bothers me the most is that the people who are posting about Kaepernick, um, they, they have no concern over, uh, I mean, there's just, there's, there's just two, a whole bunch of, of African-American men who were killed by police, and they have no care or concern about it. They think it's all 
justified. Like all of the all of them are justified. Have you seen all of the videos? Mm-hmm. I mean, right. uh, I, I've, I've said it very vocally before. You know, I think Mike Brown was some bullshit. I, I think that was the wrong cause for people to get behind. Only because I seen Mike Brown's state, his demeanor, right before he supposedly died, and he was being aggressive and being a bully. And I just can't support him. I don't know what the hell he happened. I didn't see anything else. And so, but I can, I seen <laughs> that video. I seen like Rodney King's video from even back when then. And I, you know, further back when Rodney King's video came out, there were people that were pro pro the police. Yes, for a lack of words, uh, pro pro, and I was like, dude, they beat the shit out of this guy. Uh, I don't know, but so to me, that's the the, the troubles me the most. Is that, you know, all these people who don't even care, don't even don't even bat an eye. It's something that traumatizes people uh, of color. I mean, isn't that none of that police stuff has ever happened to me? Because you know why? Because ever since I was little, my dad put in my mind, you better not fuck with them police. Or they'll beat the shit out your ass. And so, uh, yeah, I, I am. I, ever since I was little, I understand that I, I, I pretty much am not. It's not going to be me. Uh, I'm gonna be uh, very congenial, uh, courteous, and all that stuff because we've been conditioned to. Uh, I mean, like I said, like we've been. It's a no reality growing up. You know, you know, people people in certain places know they can't go certain where places wearing certain colors. I'm not saying that I, I do it like that or anything like this. I'm just saying we grew up knowing the police like fuck with you. Better be better be on your best P's and Q's. So, right. and a lot of people in privilege or different people that aren't of color don't have that conversation with their kids, so they don't know. You know, it's not something that right. they bother with. You know, they don't have to worry, or they think they don't have to worry about you walking home from school might be the last time you walk home from school. Like, that that, that doesn't cross their minds because it's not their reality. So it, it, it's kind of it, it's shameful to think that they don't have any kind of empathy for what these people are trying to protest because it doesn't affect you because it has nothing to do with me. So apparently these guys, it's not right for them to do this. It's mm-hmm. it's very hypocritical in our in our time. It's so it's so American. It's it's so American to to to, to stand up or to like you said, like Donald said, to protest or to 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 speak your mind. Because you're right, this is a great country. We can speak our mind. We can do that. But that don't mean there's no room for a fucking improvement. Okay. There's some room for improvement, all right? And that's what people don't see. It's like, oh, no, uh, you know, this, this whole false, it's like religion and country and is all wrapped into this, this, this thing. And if you really read your Bibles, you know, you're, not supposed to, you're not supposed to be all wrapped into um, those statues that's always the Statue of Liberty or the statues of goddesses on top of the, the country. So there's a lot of hypocritical things that people don't. It's only, people only pay attention when it affects them, and I'm guilty of doing the same thing. You know, people lean towards the things that, that, that associate with them, but I think we all need to wake up and be pathetic. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, there's, there is reverse discrimination in, in blacks, in Mexicans.
is need to be mindful of that, to not to, 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 to so that doesn't it, it cause us to go back backwards because we are going we are going backwards now, and I'm I'm, I'm blood pointing that as one of the causes, like like uh, bullshit discrimination shit, you know that that everybody's heard of, but there's legitimate ones too. So, I mean. There's a lot of well, situation. It seems like a lot of empathy. It seems like there's no empathy. I mean, to everything that blacks have gone through to say that you've got to stand up and represent and, 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 and love it, love it, and get out. That's just that's just really non-empathetic and that's un-American. Well, I think I think the 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 unempathetic, the the heartlessness when it comes to Injustice, injustice to black, yeah, to black people, is rooted within the the definition of what blacks mean to this country. We weren't brought here as equal. We brought here as the fist of a person. We came from slavery. We had to fight for that right. Civil war, and from that we had to deal with civil civil rights. We had to fight for that. So all the the, the history, the history of being black in this country has always been a fight, and there's systemic racism with with everything people do, and I mean compared to, you know, from now from then to now, of course it's lessened, but it's systemic. I mean, police officers, I've talked to police officers before. They go into a, a predominant black neighborhood, they consider that a war zone. <laughs> And that that already puts a line. It's like we're not here to serve your community. We're here to go to war. Oh. And I'm like, hmm, it's not really a way you should look at the community you are quote unquote here to protect and serve. So when you see blacks getting killed, the police mentality is well, that's the casualty of war. They don't look at those neighborhoods like they would look at uh, Palos Verdes or Rowan Heights or Malibu. They don't go, if they go into those white neighborhoods, they're like, well, we're here to investigate. We're here to, you know, make sure everything's up on the up and up. I mean, I have, I have friends in the police force that work for LAPD. He actually had to leave his, his uh, precinct because he's like, he did not feel safe with the officers he was working with because they go into um, their meetings, calling Obama a monkey, can't believe this fucking fucking nigga is, is running this country. You know, whenever he has any controversial things going on, they always lash out at, at Obama and his administration. And as he's like, he was only one of two black men, and the other black, he got transferred out, and now he's trying to transfer out to somewhere where he feels safe with his own officers. So... And that's just like it's systemic. It's 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 in the DNA of America. Now, I feel that America in itself needs to get that mirror out and take a look at itself. The Constitution, in its in its very existence, was built to change. It wasn't built to stay the same. It's like if you see something that needs to be changed, the Thomas Fathers, being as probably racist as anybody, felt like. You can put amendments after we put these these rights in there to change. So in America's own DNA is ability to change. 
and for people to be so cut off to change and so cut off to the idea of change yeah. or to ask how do you have the audacity to try to change when, you know, they say, quote, unquote, we represent America and this is not what America stands for. America is built to change. Yeah. And I find that I find that white America in itself is very complacent in in their in their days. You know, you got white privilege that I mean it's easy to see when you when you're on the other side of the fence. It's like um case in point, if I get pulled over by the police, I'm scared. I mean, I'm yeah. a family man. I'm scared. I'm, 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 I'll tell you what. I, 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 just, I know this is a point, but I, I double that because I, when I, I get like, I freak out a little bit. I don't know why, but I do. Yeah. Okay. Right. I, 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 I had a borderline panic attack. Case in point, I got pulled over in front of my house for a uh, brake light. Police did not, you know, come to the come to my door. They make police officers pull guns on me in front of my father, in front of my house, with with my girlfriend at the time in the car. And I'm like, what, what's, what's going on? Um, you have a broken taillight. So why am I sitting with my hands behind my back on the curb over a broken taillight? Well, and it, it, it kind of narrowed down to my, my parents live in the predominantly white area of Lancaster. And so you're black, you're not supposed to be here. I got guns thrown on me. Now, case in point, if a white person was going through the same thing, I guarantee you that, you know, guns wouldn't have been drawn out. They wouldn't have been handcuffed and placed on the side of the road, had no warrants, had nothing bad on my record. The car was registered in my name. If everything was the same and you just took the, the black element out and put a white person in it, I guarantee you it would be different. And that's what people fail to realize. And I think the blessing of social media is that it, it shines light on the inequalities within the police. And to piggyback your, your Mike Brown thing, I think the Mike Brown thing was bad. What he did, he was he was he was in the wrong throughout the whole thing. But what I think is good for that incident is that it shined light on how corrupt that Ferguson police were. I mean, after the DOJ did the investigation, you find out it's like seventy-one percent of all blacks in that neighborhood were being ticketed, and then they would triple and double the uh, triple and quadruple these fines to where they had. People that had jaywalking tickets that owed almost twenty uh twelve hundred twelve hundred dollars over a jaywalking ticket. It's a poor community, so of course it's harder for them to trace. And so that's how they would go around and police people. Uh you probably got a warrant because we suspect you with some bum charges. And so that's like how corrupt and to me it's like if it happened in Ferguson, it's happening elsewhere. I'm sure it's happening in Baltimore, yeah. in Florida, Louisiana, here in LA. And so it's just that's I think that's the blessing of the Mike Brown thing. 
and kind of shining a bigger light in the dream that they did to the federal government so they can step in and do things to remedy it. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I see. I, 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 yeah, I can definitely agree with you there. They, it's brought, It's definitely. It's definitely an issue. I mean, do, do people not understand that uh, this is what you know birthed a lot of you know music, uh, hip hop music to a certain extent. Uh, uh, it wasn't because. I mean, we understand the police are there to protect us, but when they're not there to protect you, when they they become a combatant against you. Um, there's a different story. And again, you know, we grew up in the suburbs. Uh, you know, we got pulled over. We, you know, we had, for me, uh, I was, I was, fin- I, I was not going to give you no kind of attitude, no lip, nothing. It should be like that really for everybody. Respect for the law. I, I agree. But I guess if you grow up, uh, for example, when I was stationed in D.C., I remember driving with my buddy of mine. We went some, we was going somewhere, and we went through D.C., and it was a checkpoint. Literally, we had to stop the car, and they had to see what, what was going on. It was a checkpoint. And I was like, I was just kind of like amazed that, you know, in the middle of the, you know, the streets, there's just a checkpoint here for them to just pull you over and see what's going on. And, and my friend who was uh, – Was it a DUI checkpoint, or was it just uh, – they just had a no, regular checkpoint? was during the daytime. Oh, wow. And um, my, my friend brought to my reality like this, man, like this happens all the time. And I was like, wow, right. you know. Uh, so, but the, the, the point I wanted to bring up, because you mentioned something about, you know, the police considered a war zone. And, um, you know, if, if, if that truly is the case, which I agree with you, uh, going on, going on <clears throat> further into that, you know, when I when I used to talk to people in the military, when I was in the military, talk to the guys who got deployed. You know, maybe maybe Chris, being a combat veteran, can um, add add to this as well. But you know, a lot of those guys, and even being, you know, I wasn't a combat veteran, but I was a recruiter, right? At, you know, at nine eleven time, and, and dudes would come. They just got out the military, and they were coming back to see me to go back. Um, because they had like a like they got it it became like a me against them type of thing like we got I got to go back to get them type of a deal <clears throat> and uh um and, and I noticed that in many ways that the attitudes of many soldiers uh, just in my casual observance and conversations about their war experiences it reminded me of Bloods and Crips types of deal when they were over there like uh they 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 uh had had to, you know, it, 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 it wasn't about the cause because most of them don't even really know, unify, I mean, they agree with the unified official cause, but it, 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 once they got to that point, the cause ain't really got shit to do with anything when you when you, when you got to survive. And, and I know when we were, I was at boot camp, we, we all pulled together. Everybody who was from a different race, nationality, whatever, we all pulled together uh, because we had to survive. And so if you kind of just think about that just from a natural point of view, I'm just trying to let people, get people to empathize with some stuff here. If you could just think, see, know that from a natural point of view that these police, they're going, they're going in there and they do consider it a war zone. And to a certain extent, it is a war zone. 
compared to every other place. But this builds up issues, unchecked issues, because, I mean, if you think about it, the, a lot of the problems is got to do with the system. Well, take all the power out of the drugs, and it won't be a war zone no more. You know what I'm saying? There won't be nothing to fight over anymore. You know, you're going to have to go get a job because you can't make a whole bunch of money uh, uh, selling something, you know, something that, 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 that they have other parameters that other countries use to control people, you know, uh, addiction, all this other stuff. But it, there's a lot of problems that built into race. If you, you really research the whole drug issue as well, you, you'll find that it's built upon racism between blacks, Mexicans, and Chinese. Um, anyway, I, I just wanted to kind of add to that point. You were talking about the war, uh, the uh, the police consider the war zone, and um, yeah, you, you, people have that mindset. They have that mindset as a war zone. They really, you know, it's just really me going out there and, and it's as you know, me against them type of habit, uh, attitude. What do y'all think? Yeah, that that whole us against them type thing is, you know, like I said, it started. Forever ago, you know, we came over here, probably started getting some rights, and people don't like people for whatever reason. But it, at least in my lifetime, um, I really haven't seen any, like, honest to goodness, progress to stop that. You know what I mean? To, to of course, everyone's not bad. Of course. There's good people everywhere, and there's bad people everywhere, in every race, in every culture. But I, I, I still haven't seen that 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 type of uh, line in the sand disappear anywhere. It's still it's still there, and it's and that's sad, especially in this day and age. And and people will be like, well, you know, to, uh, to combat that, they're like, well, we have a black president and black people are successful with doing this and doing that. I was like, yeah, that's fine. We have we have successful people of color all over the place. I was like, but, I said, but those people that are successful aren't in the streets. They're not sitting there seeing what's going on on a regular basis. They don't go to stores and, and they get a code all of a sudden come over the, the PA system when they walk into a store because they are successful. They're they're known or whatever the case may be, but yeah. it, it it's still it us and us and them, and that's never going to change as long as we can't we can't trust each other to you know to protect each other, and in the military, that's it, it's yeah we're on the same the same team, but there's still a divide. Yeah, you might save somebody's life who you don't like, but as soon as the bullets start flying. You call them names again. It's 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 crazy how that how that's still even even in war even even pe- people that you would die for you you after everything is said and done you still don't like them for whatever reason and, and it's sad. Yeah, I see, you, brother. No, it is sad. You know, I, I've been I've been looking into some deeper deeper things and stuff, and and um, I, I guess there always is going to be a polar opposites. I mean, maybe that's why it's black and white people. I mean, you know, the, the yin yang type type thing. But we gotta be able to 
uh, empathize with one another. We can uh, respectfully disagree, but empathize, and we got to coexist uh, here. So, we, we, to me, that's the biggest thing. Uh, and I'm trying. I'm trying to. Maybe I'm not seeing it from the other point. Obviously, I can't see it from the other point of view clearly, but I'm trying to empathize, and I'm just hoping that in return, more people will empathize with. Black people's struggle. I mean, it's been a whole struggle. I mean, I get it. It's a lot better than it used to be, obviously. Uh, but you know, uh, to to sit there and to to be mad at this man, and you haven't even you haven't even cared about not one person, or you know, it hasn't even crossed your, it hasn't hurt your heart, it hasn't afflicted some kind of emotional pain on your life that people are are killed. Are, are, <clears throat> In cold blood, or he basically failed, and then 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 let, let off scot free. If that doesn't pain, right. if that doesn't hurt your heart, what Kaepernick nearly hurts your heart, you can kiss my ass. So I'm with you on that. I, I I'm kind of to the point now as a black man with a family. In this country, I have to raise my kids, my daughters, to be something that they really shouldn't have to be. I like you got to be make sure when you see somebody, be respectful, but don't rock the boat. Don't don't really push the issues, and that's not what I want my daughters to be. I want my daughters to be somebody that if they see something wrong, they step up and say something. So I can't sit back any longer and be mute when injustice has happened to me personally. I see injustice on TV, social media, um, all throughout this country. And the one thing, especially when it deals with the police, is that you murder somebody, and we can all agree that murder is wrong, but when you murder, Captain spoke on this, he like, when you murder somebody these days, if you're a police officer, you get paid leave. So you're not being hit financially and now also doing quote unquote your job. Then you get um a grand jury. A grand jury which is comprised of people that no one knows who makes this grand jury. You also get the resources of whatever county and or state you are in so you don't even have to pay for a defense attorney. But the person who who is dead has no voice, has no attorney. They have a grieving family, but most of these grieving families do not have the, the money to afford attorney that can actually make moves. Now, and when all of this is said and done, police officer now is is more more than likely I saw maybe one or two police officers actually get indicted, but more than likely they are not indicted. And then after all of that said and done, those same officers are go back to the same job they were doing at the end of the day. It might it might not be like two, three weeks after all this has passed, but they get to go back and do their job. All this all the time, no financial hit to their to their pockets. 
half the time they don't even release the officer's name. So even if somebody was like crazy and militant and wanted to go do something to this person, you wouldn't even know who the officer was because only after the indictment is over will they release the name or release the videos or show you all the things that actually went down. I think it's ridiculous that an officer is required to wear a body camera. Then start shooting at a suspect, and then all of a sudden, body camera doesn't work. Kill, kill, kill the man. All of a sudden, body camera works again. And it's kind of like yeah. these are things that these are things are that are you referring to a specific incident? I can't remember the, the kid's name, but he sold a car. And the officers broke policy. They weren't supposed to shoot at a moving vehicle anyway, but they all shot at the vehicle. The kid gets out the car, he runs, he's getting ready to jump a fence. The officer who shot the kid turns his body cam off, shoots, shoots the kid six times in the back, goes, you know, do whatever, whatever, and all of a sudden, body camera comes back on. And we're supposed to think like, oh, yeah, we can trust that officer. And I hey, think that's the main thing. Can, can you yeah. cap, just, to, just to add to what you're saying, can you caveat to the gentleman we know uh, well? Um, maybe he, he, he shot at the vehicle. They got rid of him very fast. Uh, he was African-American uh, holding the badge, but he, he was removed pretty fast, right? I mean, you, you can't, but this guy, no, nothing, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, let's call him um, a black police officer. Guy. A black police officer we knew. Right. He he was ran down by a drunk driver in a parking lot. And once he got his stuff, he was off duty, like a lot of these officers are in other cases, but that's me here there. He was off duty at the time. He took his weapon out, put three rounds into the back of the car, disabled it in the car, but not temporarily disabling it. And he was pretty much fired for doing it. No, nobody died. Right? Yeah. Nobody died. Nobody was hurt. Nobody was injured. All his rounds found the car. It wasn't like any, you know, but a lot, these, a lot of these officers go back to go back to yeah you know yeah I don't know maybe they should be taken off of uh, duty after you you've had to uh, a questionable maybe maybe I mean maybe they should have you know maybe you go to desk duty uh, uh, when it's when it's questionable when there's I don't know when there's circumstance I guess. I guess it's either got to be a. I guess I'm just talking in general because it's either got to be a, a, a problem or not a problem. They've got to solve it. So uh, they, they seem like they just go to the. He was in his reason, and it, you know, it, it's. This, this is something that I think Catherine actually hit hit the nail on the head with this comment. He said that doctors they go to school eight years. Lawyers go to school from anywhere from four to six years. Police officers, six months. How is six months of training is training an officer to be able to deal with the community, to be able to protect themselves, 
to be the aggressor. And all the things that being a police officer entail, I don't really think can be encompassed within six months. It's like a doctor has to be able to deal with, if, if let's say you're a surgeon, you're, you're an ER surgeon, you got to be able to deal with any and everything that comes through that door. If you are an attorney, let's say you're a criminal attorney, you got to be able to deal with any and all crimes that come through that through that um, through that door. It's a lot of on the job training. Figure it out as you go. Well, that's, I think that's where they fall short because when you figure it out as you go, that's where your your where you were raised, the way you were brought up, the people you hung around, right? Your emotions come into play, and you might you, you might see a black you might see a black man and think, oh my God, he's gonna do something. And so you you attack first, and I think that's a lot of things. I think that's I'm not gonna say. I, I said it before. I think a lot of police officers are those kids that grew up that were being uh, bullied and um, not having a fair shake of things, and they see black people as the ones who kind of took that away. Like I wanted to be a football player, oh, but I wasn't fast enough. Because that black dude was fast enough for I couldn't play basketball, and I couldn't jump. But that one black dude, he done. You know, they always. I think there's a little resentment towards black men in there. They're better than thou what, gifts when it comes to certain things. I, I never even thought of that before. What, 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 so, what, where do you get that from? Well, it's, so, it's the fear. Like, it's the, it's yeah. the fear that you see I'm in these officers when they deal with blacks. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just asking how, how you draw draw that conclusion because I, I, I guess I never never thought about it like that. So, um, you know. Well, I, I, I look at I, I read some things where I saw that officers, when they go to their target practice, they got black faces, black suspects that they're shooting at. Um, and I mean, I, I, you know, I, I can't say I heard it a lot, but I, I hear the resentment when it comes to like, um, hear um, announcers talk about how the NFL is predominantly black, the NBA is predominantly black. And then it's like it's like saying all those leagues, NFL and the NBA, predominantly black. But then when you say like um the man Andrew Jones says that the MLB predominantly white, everybody's up in arms. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> this is ours. Oh, y'all! Y'all already took over the other sports. This is ours. So it's like saying hockey's predominantly white. Oh no, 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 no! You can't say that. It's ours, though, and it, and it's predominantly white. It's easy to see. And it's just there's there's a form of resentment. It's like he he who said it best. It's like I'm not racist if he's on my team. You know what I'm saying? It's um. It's it's, um, it's some. Oh, go ahead. No, it's, I mean that's that's the thing. It's kind of like um, if I'm a 49ers fan and whoever uh, I can't imagine, Carlos Hyde, one of my favorite players. Well, but then you know you still have that that racism, that that systemic racism in you, but you're okay with it as long as it benefits you and it's something that you 
can uh, benefit from. But if you go outside and, you know, you're looking at the job application, they're like, oh, Sanquil, Sanquil and uh, and uh, Brian. I might as well go with Brian. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, they had, I, I remember reading, I'm sorry to cut you off, but, you know, just know why it's still fresh in my head. I remember there was a, a, this Mexican guy who was putting in his, his Resumes all over the place, you know, oh, like, yeah, like yeah. jobs. And you know, he was he wasn't getting any callbacks, or if he did get a callback, he wasn't getting any jobs after the interview. So he said, instead of putting Jose on his thing, he changed his name to Joe. He took the E off, or or took the F, you know, he made it to Joe instead of Jose. And he said he was getting people were almost hiring him on the phone, right? Because they didn't think he was Mexican, because you know he didn't sound it or whatever. You know, whatever that whatever Mexican is supposed to sound like, he didn't sound like it. And I remember put, he put that on social media, and that's just one of the things that is just people who aren't of color they don't see it because it doesn't affect them. So when they get outraged about somebody bringing bringing attention to something that doesn't affect them, I I, I don't I don't empathize with you complaining about something you know nothing about. You know, look into it, try to see why he's doing or he or she is doing whatever they're doing, and then complain about it or 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 make a suggestion on how things can get better. Yeah, I, right. I, I've not once I've not once seen anybody on social media say, "Well, we need to do this," so maybe he won't he won't protest like this. I've never heard seen anybody say that on social media. No one's giving any. Is what you're saying, Chris? Because uh, that's it, like you just brought up what I was like on my mind. I kind of wanted to. I'm sorry to cut you off, but what is the what are the solutions? And I'm gonna I'm go to you first because it seems like that's where where you're heading with your conversation. But what are some solutions to get us? To, I mean, we we sitting here, you know. Uh, let's let's add some let's add something to the universe to provide solutions. Uh, ideals on how we can make this a better world for us all to live in. Yeah, it's well for me to go along with you know being systemic racism just has to just has to be taught like generationally taught. It, it, you can't pick and choose on what's acceptable or who or not what's acceptable, but what's right and what's not right when it comes to skin color. You're just supposed to, uh, you know, judge people on their merits. So that's just one. Just just, just have people think of other people as human beings and not just color is number one. Yeah. And, and that, that's the biggest one. And as far as, as this, this, the, cops, the cops go about war zones and, and, and policing uh, other neighborhoods, I mean, that's just training is part of it, but above above all training, you've got to change the culture of policing. You got to get out of us against them and go to my job that you protect and serve. Now, of course, you're going to run into scumbags, and you can't just let everybody give everybody the benefit of the doubt, depending on the situation. But you, 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 you're not supposed to just go into a neighborhood and go, all right, here we go to see what criminals we're going to run into today instead of saying, how can I help somebody today? I think that's a start. 
I, 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 I'm with you 100% on that. I, that's, that's, I'm with you. That's excellent. What do you think, Tyrek? I think it comes down to unlearning certain things. I think that we need books, history books, that deal with America in a whole. It's like I looked at my daughter's history book, and it's like they have Martin Luther King, little section, they have a little section about slavery. Then the history book's like, well, everything's better. And I think that the history of America needs to be turned upside down. We need to stop thinking that America is not a, uh, it's a great, great country. Don't get me wrong. But in its greatness, what makes it that much greater than most, if, uh, I'll say any and all countries, is that it's willing to improve on itself. And I think when Americans stop thinking about improving, because there's nothing perfect about America. Don't get me wrong, it's a great country, but it's not perfect. But to strive for greatness, we have to work towards that. And so that's we learn history, apply what we learn from history, and let's not repeat those same mistakes again. I right. think that when it comes to police officers, I think there's more to it than I got to shoot them and write reports, and that's it. I think that police in themselves need to be retrained on the communities that they work in. I don't think it's fair, like, if I come from a predominantly white area, I'll get thrown into the black area. And, you know, they're not appropriately trained for that area. It's like you need to get to know your community. You need to outreach, do some community service. You need to be more than, hey, look at that police officer. It should be like, hey, look at Officer Robinson or that Officer Robinson. You know, it shouldn't be more like, oh, you're just making sure all y'all stay in, in place. It should be more police activities within those communities. And I'm not talking about those, you know, special events that they put on TV. I'm talking about officers in their own, maybe in their own time, have to give to that community their own sweat and blood because it's easy to, you know, drive down to your work, work area, drive into these neighborhoods, drive back to you know, your precinct can go back to the suburbs and then just just fine. You know, you don't really think of it as your neighborhood. You think of it as where you go to work. I think that mentality should change. It should be like this is our neighborhood too. Yeah. You got to be inclusive. Right. I think that's where the police fall short is that they're not inclusive. They're more, like I said, it's, it's war zones and I'm not going to go back to that, but they're, they're not inclusive in those neighborhoods so they don't feel they are a part of that neighborhood. I also think that that I think more people, more white people, should step over that line. It was like you were saying before, it's like it's easy to criticize when you're in the bleachers in the balcony in the way back and you really can't see, you know, you can't really see the show. Like come come out of the shadows, come down to this level, speak to the people who who have been through these horrendous crimes by police, seen the injustice for themselves, 
with an open mind. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a lot of people who say, yeah, I'm willing to do it. But as soon as someone opens their mouth, like, no, 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 this, no, this, 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 that, and, you know, they're really shut off. And I think that in the social media era that Americans have become more self-aware of themselves and less aware of surrounding because I, I find it, I, I was finding it hard to imagine, like back in the '60s, with the civil rights movement going on, where white Americans sit there and be like, oh, "Nope, there's no injustice going on in the South." You know, I find that hard that there would be a white American that would be like, "No, none of that shit was going on." Yeah, but I find it easier now that people can, you know, get on their phone, you know, get on their laptops, video games, stuff, and everything. And they're, they're aware of themselves, you know, selfies, this, you know, I'm showing you my food. Really aware of their surroundings. But when it comes to being, being aware of their whole surroundings, it's easier for them to be like, nope, not happening. Nope. That's just over there. So I think that if we can, every now and again, as a country, <laughs> put cell phones down, put social media down, read about what's going on around the country in different areas, I think that would help, too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll let you... What would you think? I would say I'm with you. Um, you know, I, I get that, you know, not all police are bad. I know a lot of great police officers of all colors and truly appreciate the police and what they do as far as protecting us. But at the same time, I know there's a little dark side to it too uh, that, 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 that has uh, been an impact, uh, not as significant as I die uh, but uh, definitely it's played a part in all of our lives, you know, growing up. We, we understand certain things. So what I want to do is add my few points of how to make things better. Uh, I, I don't have them in any, any particular order. I just put down a couple of notes as we were talking uh, because uh, we've been basically uh, explaining our, our complaints, our, our problems, our frustrations with the system. I mean, I think anybody uh, who, who listens to this can, can hear this, this frustration, um, you know, that, that comes from a long line of history uh, that's, in our, that's embedded in our culture. And so, the, to me, the number one thing that we need to, to do in a modern sense, without really uh, changing the fabric of society too much, is we need, I think, more police officers of color. And what I mean by that is that if the community is 70% African American, then the police officers need to be, guess what, 70%. It needs it needs to I uh, to, to or maybe that's not the right the right ratio. It needs to be in a proportionate ratio. Maybe that's not you know say whatever you know sixty percent of them need to be at, you know that whatever that community is. Uh, number two, um, I think to 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 solve uh, the issues. I guess if, if you didn't, I guess it's not. This is what I'm just off the cusp is like you both alluded to is having cultural training awareness done more periodically 
uh, more publicly. Uh, if they do do it internally, then make it publicly so that it's visible and that people see that there is um, someone trying to meet you halfway. Let me try to understand the culture. Let me try to understand you better. We understand, you know, that there's problems and we want to fix it, not turning a blind eye. So uh, I would say number number three. And if you guys want a caveat um, before I hit the next number, that's fine. But I'm, I'm going to jump into number three. I would say we need drug uh, reform. Uh, the, the drug laws, I get drugs are bad, they cause issues and things like this, but the drug laws in America um, are built in racism, um, literally. And if you don't know that, that's fine. You need to do some research. I understand it's like some crazy TV to somebody say something like this. Uh, but if you take the, the bite out of drugs, which is the, uh, the money that people can make is selling it because of the the legal status of it, um, you're going to reduce the police force, uh, you're going to reduce crime, you're going to reduce gang activity, uh, you're going to reduce a lot of things just in that one nutshell. You're going to reduce the, the amount of nonviolent offenders that are, are sitting there uh, eating up space in our, our, our jails uh, for a nonviolent crime. Um, and again, you'll need less police, uh, less police officers. So number four, uh, I, I think uh, minorities specifically need to pay attention to reverse discrimination um, and be mindful that you are racist too, to a certain extent. Uh, and, and don't let and to be mindful that you come from a society where your ancestors and you have been the victim of racism, not to now turn that into a weapon. Uh, as well, and, and there's so much that we could talk about with reverse discrimination, but I, 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 I just want to think that um, people need to be mindful of that if they're if they are uh, upset about racism, that they need to make sure they're mindful of reverse uh, discrimination and racism too, to make sure that we don't breed a new type of racism. And, and, and I I be the first one to tell you that we have bred a new type of racism with. Um, faulty discrimination claims and silly silliness like this. Uh, all right, so number, so number five then would be we need some welfare reform, okay? We need some reform on that. You know, people who need help, I, I see that we need to help them, but at the same time, there needs to be some reform. And this is all the government. It's all the government. They're the ones who started the shit. The last thing is something, Number, I guess number six, uh, I don't know if I messed my numbers up because I, I wrote down some stuff and I threw one in there, so I might have messed the numbers up. But the last one is something I've already talked about is empathy. We all got to have empathy for one another. We've got to be able to meet another person halfway. Uh, it's like a, a relationship. We, are, we, we have a relationship on this land with one another. We've got to meet each other halfway with certain things. Uh, it, 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 or at least try to understand it from the other point of the person's point of view instead of saying they're dumb, they're stupid, they're idiots, they're fucking dumb morons. Um, perhaps let's do some empathy. So uh, I don't know. Uh, that's pretty much my, what I think that could help the issue, the problems, not necessarily resolve them, to minimize them, to reduce them. What do you guys think? Okay. Everyone has a good answer for that. Okay. 
think we I all think we get on ahead. a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we should go ahead and wrap it up. Um, I think we're probably around uh, a little over an hour, uh, so we'll go ahead and wrap it up. And I think we've hit a lot of good things, and uh, maybe we'll come back and talk about it again. But uh, I, I feel, uh, I, I feel we got a lot of stuff off our chest that needs to be said, just out in the universe, out in the world, uh, for healing, for help, to, to 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 make things better for us all. So. At least that's the intent. All right. Uh, alibis, uh, last things. Uh, Chris, you got any thing you want to say to party words? No, I think we pretty much wrapped it up. Like I said, it's, just, it's, it's, it's nothing that's going to be overnight. As long as people get understand that, I think America will be fine. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Dari, uh, any alibis, last words you'd like to uh, kind of wrap things up with? Um, no, I'm good. I'm good. All right. Well, I'm gonna go ahead. We're gonna be all right. It's gonna get better. I mean, it, obviously, if you if you look back, in the, if we have been progressing. Uh, oh, really? Like we we minorly re- regressed in the last maybe ten years, but as far as like the bigger timeline, yes, we progress. We're progressing. Uh, but and that's why I think. You know, we need to have these conversations so we continue to progress. Uh, maybe we don't all agree, but maybe we can just at least maybe say, okay, I, I'm, I'm okay with where you want to stand, and I'm not going to fight you where you're at. And I'm, a, I'm a, uh, you know, anyway. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and end it now. Uh, thanks for listening. If you listen, hopefully you listen to the end before you got a comment. I hate for somebody to give me a comment and they hadn't listened to the whole thing. But uh, enough said. Peace be with you, and I'm out. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.